Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. What's up guys. Welcome back to another episode of the coffee and questions podcast. This is turning into one of my favorite things to do because a lot of the people that I get to introduce to all of you guys are people who I have now met in real life from social media. So this is a really special episode. Um, the gentleman that I am about to interview. We have known each other for quite some time on social, honestly, probably like several years. And we finally got to meet in real life just a short two weeks ago, but none other than Ed Stulak. You guys probably know him as the Instagram ninja on the real estate side. Um, But I know him now as a friend and a really kick-ass real estate agent and a great speaker um, who I've had the pleasure of, of getting to spend some time with. But Um, Ed runs a really big team based out of New Jersey, um, and I'm going to let him tell all of you guys a little bit about himself. But what's up, Ed? Happy to have you. What's up? Thank you again. Great to see you. We were just in Los Angeles the other day, and here we are now, virtual. Uh, So I'm I'm excited for this one. I was looking forward to it, just to chit-chat social media with a person that I have been connected to for some time now. And then we meet in person. So it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? But anyway, for those that don't know me, Ed Stulak, I'm out in here in New Jersey, team leader of Orbis Group. There's about 14 of us now with admin and the operation is growing. And the long story short of it all, my summary is that I am a social media guy that got into real estate, not a realtor who found social media. So the stuff that I teach, the stuff that I preach is stuff that I've been implementing for years on before I even knew what a mortgage was. So I was teaching uh, influencers and celebrities about Instagram hacks and growing content and exposure and an online following and all this fun jazz that still is important, which was 10 years ago, still is till today. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. That's what you can follow me for. But yeah, again, Michelle, thanks for having me. I love it. And the best thing about this, and I don't even know why we're starting this way, but it's on my heart to do so because I have never in eight years been able to speak to someone, let alone interview them on my podcast, who has done the exact same thing that I did prior to getting into coaching and doing all of this and creating the Instagram power method and doing all of it. Right. So before I got into building my program and doing what I do now, I was an influencer, right? I was buying and selling Instagram accounts and flipping them and and selling them for enormous profit and selling ads to uh, brands that wanted to promote themselves. And, and a lot of that became really instrumental in how I now teach and do things because I can sniff stuff out. Right. So, um, Ed, I would love for you to start there. Right. So when you, when you said, I was a social media guy that got into real estate, when you were doing social media, what did that look like for you? And then how did real estate happen based off of that? The content creation side of things was really my specialty. So that was helping people push content in terms of pictures. So creating those little quotes and having a cool inspirational, motivational quote on a cool picture in the back, 
that was a trend that was really blowing off back then. And so a lot of accounts reached out to me. They said that they needed that type of content to be created. So I started from there. I was, I don't know, creating like 20 pieces of content for a hundred bucks. And I just made it. I send it out. I got my payment. I'm like, this is cool. I just create content for fun. And I make it, uh, make money too. Uh, let me see how far I can push this thing. So then it turned into, oh, Ed, can you do video? Like, oh man, uh, sure, let me figure it out. So I did, I figured out video and then they needed a website. So I created a website and then they needed a logo. So I created a logo. Like anything that was needed in terms of the creative side of a company was really thrown onto my table. So I just said, yes, fine, no problem. Let me give it a shot. So I was helping people with that side of things, uh, which really taught me a lot of, okay, if it matters for their brands, it's going to matter for mine. Let me figure out how to do this stuff for myself now. And not too far after that, I realized that the social media stuff, content creation, um, the uh, management of uh, profiles and accounts, like this is all good. This is fun and dandy. But man, does it suck to get paid. Like payment was not good at all. Um, it was a great experience. I learned a lot, but it was not going to. God, everything I just learned in my social media world. Let me see if it works in real estate. Let me, let me just give it a shot. I don't know. And I posted, I posted, I created, I followed this, blah, blah, I did everything. And wow, I got leads, I got business. I started closing houses from this stuff. I'm like, if it works for me, I'm sure it'll work for someone else. So let me teach someone. And then I had my first person that reached out to me. It was a broker. His name is Gene. Shout out to Gene. <laughs> Gene messaged me on Facebook and says, hey, man, I see the stuff that you're doing. Can you come and teach me what you're doing? Like, I would love to grow my accounts. I said, yeah, okay, no problem. So he brings me into his office, Remax guy. I sit down with him and and he said, uh, so how much do you charge? Um, $150. And he said, okay, no problem. Like, no way. Like someone pays me 150 bucks to learn this 2, stuff. Like, oh, well, yeah, I should have. Now I know. It was my <laughs> first client ever. And so 150 bucks, he signed the check there and then on the spot. I'm like, this is crazy. So I was so happy to know that, okay, my coaching and my teachings and my all these strategies that I've been implementing are needed and desired by others. So let me see what I can do from this. And then I started teaching realtors. And this is how my following grew to what it is today. Teaching realtors how to be better realtors online and selling real estate. That's that's who Ed Stulak is today. I just think it's such a fun transition, right? Because I think a lot of times people get really, how should I say this? They, I don't, I don't want to say they get frustrated by content creation, but they feel like this is like the one thing that holds them back from being able to be successful. Um, and I don't think it is like, I don't think it should be. I think content creation is like the, the one thing that people overanalyze way, way, way too much. Um, and you and I talked about that actually while we were in LA a lot and you talked about it on stage too. And, and that was something that we'll get, or I think that is something we'll get into. Um, but my question to you specifically related to this, cause I think probably a lot of people will be wondering it if they're not already. Um, how do you translate Well, I'm a content creator into, I'm now a real estate agent. How do you transition your content? Right? So how do you go from, I'm producing content as a content creator into I'm now producing content as a real estate agent. Are they the same? Are they different? Um, and what should people think about when they go through that process? Knowing that you're going to have to be repetitive, like a skipping disc, like you have to be on repeat for a little bit 
and train your audience to know who the new you is. So that's going to be a lot of consistent, repetitive content. Hey, I'm a realtor. I'm a realtor. Hey, I sell real estate. But hey, don't forget me. I'm, I don't know, Amanda or John, and I live in Wyoming. But by the way, did, it, did you know that I'm a realtor? I'm a realtor. Look, I'm a realtor. And like, and you have to kind of transition into that that way. Um, I have so many people that I've spoken with over the years that said, I've grown a following because I'm a fitness freak. I love my fitness world and this is just who I am. But now everyone who follows me follows me for fitness and, and maybe, in, I don't know, instructions and tutorials on lifting weights and being more healthy in life. But now I'm a realtor. Like, how do I transition into that new lifestyle? And if that resonates with you, again, t- still push the fitness side or p- push the push the passion project of who you are, what speaks volumes when you when you post stuff. But don't forget to incorporate the new stuff, the new chapter that has been entered in your life. So that's real estate. Make sure people know it. And I tell people, have fun with it, too. Like, if you're a fitness person, uh, take two lockboxes, for example, and just start lifting weights in one of your IG reels, right? Like, like, look, I'm still doing fitness, but look, I'm lifting weights. I'm lifting super boxes. I don't know. I'm lifting a for sale sign, right? Or I'm benching. Like, okay, that's funny. I see what they're doing. He's trying, like... Just like a good DJ, they know how to transform from one song to the next smoothly. So how do you do that? That's by implementing being very repetitive, though. Got to be repetitive with it to train your audience. So that's I what I would say. And that's so sounds, good. Um, it's so good. Like, how many people have asked you that question, right? Like, how many people have said, like, well, this is who I was. And then I got into real estate. And you're like, okay, so do that. But then people just get so paralyzed by it. And Oh, well, I was a teacher before and now I sell real estate. And am I supposed to make a second Instagram? Like, am I supposed to start a new page? No, guys, like you're not. And like, why would you want to, right? Because if people know you for that, people appreciate you for who that version of you was, they're going to be excited to see the growth of you into this next phase of your life. If real estate is what that is. Um, And what you just said about like, if you're a fitness person and you did fitness videos all the time and now you're selling real estate, like incorporating that into the content you're producing and having a lot of fun with it actually, in my opinion, makes your brand way stronger as a real estate agent, because I now know you for something like I'm connected to you because I'm like, that's the funny fitness guy that everything he does with real estate is like, he's, it's like, he's pretending to lift weights, holding a lockbox, or he's, he's doing handstand pushups on the front door of a new house. Like he's fun. He's having fun with that. Um, and so I think it, so many people need to hear that. It's so, so true. And that transition really doesn't need to be hard. And I think too many people make it feel hard. Yes. We're in a very colorful career and occupation for us to be having such a, such a normalized vision. Uh, real estate is very colorful, very creative, get creative. You know, you can actually, you can actually have any type of fashion you want in real estate. I know realtors that are selling way too much, way too much real estate in flip-flops and shorts. And I know way too many people selling real estate in suits. You have two very different spectrums of fashion. And I'm saying this because people are like, do I have to dress the part? Do I have to have a separate account? Do I have to, do I have to this? Do I? You don't have to do anything. Just be yourself. Those that re- uh, resonate with you and vibe with you will come your way. I'd rather be working with someone like someone who is, I don't know, has the same vision or the same aspect of life and and, uh, appreciation for life and the things that I do in life, like a hockey, love hockey, whiskey connoisseur, 
art, whatever that might be. Like I would love to work with that type of client and they will come to me because we have the same thing in common. We have a common denominator in that sense. So like, those are the things that I think about is how to find that type of client by being myself. They're going to come, they're going to be attracted to me. So I don't really overthink my content online. I post what comes out naturally and if people like it, great. And if they don't, that's okay. Well, and if you, if you remember one of the things that I think we both said it, but we said it a little bit differently, but I said it on stage for sure. When we were in LA of not everybody is for everybody. I'm not for everybody. And I'm okay with that. And I think that that's a really, really important point that you're making because I think so many real estate agents, when they transition into creating content, or maybe they've been an agent for 20 years and now they're, oh my gosh, I guess I should get on this Instagram bandwagon, right? Finally, um, they overanalyze it so much to the point where they're producing content thinking that they have to be for everybody or they have to please the masses. You don't. And, and honestly, you're going to be less successful by trying to please the masses than if not, right? Because at, uh, who you are online, and I think our mutual friend Kyle Draper, I think said this best, right? Like who you are online has to be the same person that I meet in real life. Like, and and I am not a fancy dress, high heels type of person personally, right? Like I'm a Nike sneakers, jeans and a cute shirt like type of girl. And for the first time in a long time, really ever in my speaking career in the last probably three months, I've owned that. And like, that's what I dress it as. Um, and so I think that's the same thing that what you're saying people need to hear, right? Like when it comes to producing content, be that guy, be that person or be that girl and just own it. Um, and if you don't want to ever put makeup on girls, don't, if you're not a do your hair girl, or you don't like whatever, like don't, um, and that's perfectly okay. So I love that. That's it. Every morning I wake up, I choose not to put makeup on. That's my choice. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to skip that. Um, no, I think, I think the funny thing about this is that everything we're saying is so true. And I think people know it, right? Like people know this in their minds. But I think it's really important that you and I are having this discussion Two people who have really, really made a, a place on this Instagram platform um, for ourselves and for our businesses. And you sell real estate and I teach people how to sell more real estate. So it's whatever funny, but we also do the same thing. Um, I do want to transition us, though, a little bit, if you're OK with it, into something that we also talked about in L.A., which is a really, really pertinent topic on the social media space or platform as a whole right now. Um, specifically Instagram, that's your platform of choice. Obviously that's my platform of choice. Um, but what for you, why Instagram solely, um, more so than any other platform we'll start there. And then I think we'll, this is going to go probably in the direction I'm hoping it will. Okay. Instagram has shown me its true colors year after year. It, and the best one of it all is that you don't know what to expect on the platform. And I love the curiosity of what next. Meaning, if I go on LinkedIn and I see a message and I don't even know who it's from, I don't know, girl, guy, business owner, not agent, lender, I know that that message is about to be salesy as all hell. I just know it. And nine out of 10 times, I'm right. <laughs> if I go on to Facebook, probably something very personal. If I go onto Twitter, probably something very quick, short snippets. Like I have an expectation of all these platforms, YouTube, super long formatted content for the most part. Now there's shorts. I get it. 
well, YouTube is perceived as the long formatted content platform. But Instagram, I don't know who I'm going to get a DM from. I have no idea what it's going to be about. It could be very business related. It could be, yo, oh my God, we, we have a few mutual friend. Like, let's be friends too. Or it could be, it could be flirty. It could be a business opportunity. It could be, hey, let's chat sometime. Like, I don't know. It's just all over the spectrum. So I like that. I love that. That's one. The second thing I love about it, so it's noted, a digital you business You love being part. flirted with on Instagram. Got it. Anyways, continue. Love, I love flirting. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I hope everyone knows that. And I expect flirtatious DM now. Thank you. <laughs> when it comes to the second aspect that I enjoy so much is that it's a digital business card. I don't go to networking events and say, follow me on LinkedIn or let's connect on Snapchat. It's usually Instagram. It's, hey, what's your IG? Are you on IG? What's your Instagram username? Right? It's always that type of conversation. And I want to connect with more people on there as opposed to anywhere else. So it's just so much easier for me to go ahead and do that. Exchange with someone on Instagram. It's easy to find them. I can learn so much more about them through an Instagram than really any other platform. And I'll give you an example of what just happened the other night. I was in New York City at a networking event. And this girl comes up to me and she's, you know, like just this very loud and, oh my God, I'm like, okay, I got to talk to her. <laughs> so we're talking and she asked me for my Instagram. So I'm like, cool, let's, yeah, let's connect. We connected on Instagram and then she asked for my business card. I said, I don't have a business card. Follow me on Instagram. That's That's where we'll know each other. Within five seconds, I followed her, I read her bio, and I saw that she's a laser hair removal owner, she has a company, and she's also a mom of a boy and a girl. And immediately, I put my phone back into my pocket, and I said, so you're so you're an owner of a laser hair removal company, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool, so how long you own it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, by the way, so you're, so you're a mom, you have a boy and a girl, huh? And she... She gave me like the biggest eyes. She's like, how the hell did you know that? And I said, it's on your bio of your Instagram. She said, wow, I've never had someone like really look into my bio before. I said, this is, that taught me so much more than any business card ever will. Because of your Instagram, I learned within seconds that you're an owner, you're a business owner, you are a mom, you are successful at it from what it looks like from your content, and you're based in New York City. I learned so much more than a business card would. I don't think I can learn the same on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook. That's my point is that it's so yeah. colorful. And I learned so much more about one person on IG than any other platform. So those are really my two most uh, appreciated elements of IG. I love it. And I want to not for, I don't want to not glaze over something that you said. And I want to go back to it and yeah. dig into it a little bit because what you said about, I learned so much about this person in a matter of, call it 15 seconds by following her on Instagram really fast, right? That initial interaction, you have this loud kind of confident girl that's like coming at you and is like, oh my gosh, Ed. And you're like, who the hell is this person that's running towards me right now, right? Like a natural sale, like a, or a traditional cold call. That's what it feels like. Like uh, for all of you guys, mm -hmm. on, you know, when you do your cold calls, it doesn't feel easy, right? You're like, uh... What, who is this person? I, I have their name and I have their phone number. I have this like script in front of me, but I know nothing about this person, right? But the reality is, is if you utilize Instagram the way you should and the way that Ed just described this to all of you guys listening, you have the opportunity to look somebody up, 
and get that information in 10 seconds before you pick up the phone and call them, right? So imagine what every sales call from now on moving forward would feel like if you did what Ed just described, right? You looked at them on Instagram, you consumed their bio or you consumed their first three pieces of content. Again, 10, 15 seconds worth, that's it. And then you called them. Like imagine how different those conversations would feel both for you and for the person that you're calling. Um, as you mentioned, the girl was like, how did you know that? Right. Well, it's my job to get to know you. So I went and got to know you like, you know, um, so it was a big impression and that's what matters. It allows me to make a better person. No, it's, it's amazingly true. And I think that that is something that people take for granted. And in my opinion, I think when you utilize Instagram properly, a sales call should never really feel like a sales call. In reality, it should feel like you're just talking to someone to get to know if they are even the right fit for you or not, right? So it's not you're selling anybody anything. It's, hey, are we are we a good fit? Do we vibe? Like, are you, are you feeling me or am I feeling you? And if you happen to have a need for buying or selling, like, is that connection there? Because if it is, guess what? Like, we're going to have so much fun. We're going to crush this process. You're going to trust me. I'm going to trust you. Let's go. Right. And I think that that ties into another part of this conversation that I am excited to get to, which is really our job is sales, right? Like your job as a real estate agent is to sell, right? My job is to sell. But in order to be a good content creator, in my opinion, right, moving forward in in the day and age that we're kind of in right now, in order to be successful utilizing Instagram or utilizing any social platform for that matter, you have to be good at sales. But so many real estate agents are like, well, I'm not good at Instagram. You don't have to be good at Instagram, guys. You have to be good at sales. And then you have to help hire someone to help you figure out Instagram. But if you're good at sales, you're going to be good at Instagram because guess what? The point of Instagram is to have conversations. So um, I just want your take on this whole conversation, Ed, because sales psychology is such a huge part of the conversation right now, kind of in the real estate industry as a whole. So. Of course, the psychological aspect, the way I look at it is that we are sales people, 100% we are, because that's our title, legally speaking. But in terms of selling without selling is the true art of selling. Let me explain. Gary Vaynerchuk once said it so well. He said, 90% of people sell and 10% of people brand. The 10% of people who brand end up selling 90% more than those who sell. And that struck a chord with me. That was that was essentially the key for my content creation and for my brand exposure and growth to go in such a better way. It blossomed so much better because not once did I ever have to sell anything online and yet the sales came. That was from me not selling. That was truly me implementing the art of not selling or selling without selling, sorry, selling without selling. So very similarly to that, when I'm at a mall, for example, and I get the person that is, you know, at the kiosk, like I hate the people that are at the kiosks because they just come up to random people and just start saying, oh, hey, you should look into our service from our product. And they like really try to drag you in and it's annoying. It's 
or a cold call comes in. It's just frustrating. I'm not a fan of it. They're really pushing to get a sale unless it's flipped around and selling without selling is implemented, which is the person at the, at the food court giving out free trials, right? Free, uh, free samples. All right. The Chinese people, they always get me the Chinese food. I love it so much. Or the Thai food. They're always, Hey, free sample, free sample. Hell yeah. I'm taking that free sample. Trust me. And then, then I taste it and I, now I want it. you got my money. Here it is. <laughs> and then I go buy Chinese food. Like this is, this is literally how I wanted to perceive or want my content to be perceived online is giving out free samples. Like, Hey, Here's a house that I just sold. It was so fun. Here's a testimonial. Here's a video of the house. This is how I market myself. This is what I do on a daily basis. Hey, look, I'm at another house right now today. And also in the midst of all that, listen to the music I'm playing. Oh my God, I love hard metal music or DDM. And look, I'm also drinking a whiskey while I'm about to get ready to you know, do a listing presentation tomorrow for some big developer and this and that. And like constantly dazzling it in there. It's, it's never me saying, you're looking to buy or sell real estate. I'm your guy. It's never that. And the people get attracted to have a conversation with me. Because if I'm trying to constantly just shove my services down someone's throat, they are going to be completely unattracted to me and the conversation will never happen. They will not approach me. I love when business chases me. I don't love to chase business. It's annoying. I don't feel like cold calling. I want the business to come my way. So that's a little bit of my psychological um I guess call it theory, my opinion, if that makes sense. That's brilliant, really. And it, and it, it is what it, it is, what all of us should be doing, right? Not being that guy. Nobody wants to be the person on the receiving end of a sleazy DM that says, hey, if you ever want to buy or sell, here's my phone number. You have no idea who I am. <laughs> um, and I feel like we get them all the time. And my least favorite thing, I have two big questions. So one, what is one piece of content that I think real estate agents traditionally post that are feels too salesy or is posted too salesy in your opinion just sold pending offer accepted everyone does that i don't know it's there needs to be a better way that that's presented and it's people some people are nailing it some people are doing it in a very cool way but yeah 90 percent of agents are doing it still the traditional way um, just sold and this is what it was for. And if you're thinking about doing the same, you know, with your house, let me know. It's just, it's too salesy. I don't like it. It's basic. How would you do it? How would you do it if it were you? If it were me, I would, I would do it like my buddy, uh, does it out in San Diego. His name is Dan Parker. Um, good friend of mine. I see every time he posts on Instagram about a closing, it's an Instagram reel. It's with uh, confetti cannons, and I think he plays the same song over and over, but it's him going with the confetti cannons with his clients, and it's blue and yellow because that's his brand, and and every time it's like a video, like they're about to shake the confetti and blow it, and then right when it blows, it goes like it's slow motion, and then you get confetti all over the screen, and it's like he doesn't even show the house. He doesn't show anything about the house, but he shows his clients and he shows a celebration and a little victory. Like, hey, we just got another closing. I remember that. I, I That sticks to me. Like, that was different. That got his clients involved. That got them happy. That's got them showing their expression. He's happy. Fun song. And, like, I know exactly what that video is about. Because now it, it's on repeat. Every time I, I don't even have to hear the song. I don't even have to see a house. I don't have to read the caption. I know that that is a closing. 
That was selling, unique. That's just an selling idea. Selling without yeah. selling. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that kind of makes me want to be like, like, damn, I want to close a house now with him. I want to do, I want to do the confetti cannon, you know? You're like so that's instantly on Etsy. Instantly on Etsy. Exactly, yeah. uh, confetti cannons in my colors. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So fun. Um, I think the the piece to the sales psychology part is really interesting. And the, your, the way you articulate that is is very different than how I've heard it said. Um, but I, mm. I like that aspect of it because I think more people need to understand this. Uh, but I think the biggest, most important thing to me is flipping the switch in people's minds, right? Going from, I need to sell, 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 or I need to do my traditional grassroots marketing because that's what every real estate agent is taught when they get their license, right? You, you join a team, you join a Keller Williams and EX, it doesn't even matter. Keller Williams, EXP, HomeSmart, what, what all of them, right? Like every single one is, is really in theory the same. Um, do open houses so you can get all your buyer leads because if you're new, that's how it works. Like, it's like this very cyclical grassroots aspect to things. Um, and I think that people are missing the boat here where if you can look at Instagram as not a box to check, like, oh, I posted on social media today and instead look at it as an opportunity to prospect in a really unique way, not even in a unique way, but in a more efficient way, right? Why wouldn't you do that? Um, and in a way that you can truly be yourself. Um, you, I know, are like notoriously in the suit guy, right? And a lot of people know you as that. But the reality is, is like, you don't have to be that guy. You can be who you are. Um, as long as that's the person you're willing to show up as when I, when you go meet me for coffee to, to talk about buying or selling a house. Right. Yes. Um, Social media yeah, should be, um, it shouldn't be a job and too many realtors are making it a job. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think people need to, to start understanding the value of prospecting on a scalable level, right? Because you're a real estate agent, right? You do this all the time and, or you probably have, you probably don't anymore. Um, but you used to cold call, right? And how scalable is that? Listen, for some, if you do it the right way, it absolutely could be very scalable. You know, like one of my teammates does it right now. He's constantly on the phone. He just booked a listing appointment the other day from it. It's got to be done the right way. And if it is done the right way, then you'll have success. If social media is done the right way, you'll have success. If you door knock into an open house and call expires and fizzbills the right way, you'll have success. Figure out your system. Social media isn't for everyone. Cold calling isn't for everyone. And that's okay. Just figure out your thing and stick to it. That's really what I, I've been saying on podcasts lately. Like people overthink everything too damn much today. Don't. Whatever works for you, do that. Do that tenfold. Do that 20-fold. Whatever you want to call it. Do that. So for, for you, does, does prospecting look a certain way on Instagram? Like, do you actively go out and prospect or are you in a place where things just kind of come to you at this point? Um, it's a combination of both. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, there's times where it's quiet and I don't have any leads coming in. I don't have any business coming in. And, you know, I need to I need to hustle a little bit. So I'll go out there and I'll reach out to people with an Instagram message. I'll go ahead and do... I'll start cold calling if I truly have to. I'll door knock. I like door knocking. I don't mind it. Um, open houses. So like I will go and hustle for that. I like open houses. It gets me an opportunity to kill, uh, film some content. Gives me an opportunity to go door knocking around that neighborhood and introduce people and invite people to the open house. 
gives me another reason to collect some leads, people that come in. So like, I like open houses for that aspect. And point is, yes, I will go out in there and hustle a little bit if I truly have to. But personally, business has been coming to me, whether it's an Instagram message or it's a phone call or maybe it's an email. I just got an email not too long ago from someone that I met. I don't even know. 15 years ago, I had no idea they remembered me and they messaged wow. me on an email. Saying, hey, Ed, long time no see. Um, can you can you help us out with selling our house? Well, yeah, of course. You know, so oh it happens. But yeah. So what you meant, you met them when you were like a freshman in high school and they're like, oh, I see you're in a real estate agent now. What's up? And they remembered me, which is the craziest thing ever. Um, but I said, hey, listen, and they got my email, which is the craziest part. I don't know if they got that. But nonetheless, they got it. God bless, you know. Well, and I think that's the power of social because I, I got an email just the other day from a client who said that she had a realtor reach out to her who has known her for a really long time and has never sent her a deal, but finally like did. And I, I was emailing my client back and forth and I was like, you know, Dana, what, what do you think it was from? Like, do, how do you, what do you attribute it to? And she goes, well, the only place I've ever posted videos is on Instagram. And the only place I've ever done commenting is on Instagram because that's what you taught me. And I assume it has to be from that because it's definitely not from Facebook. And I haven't posted on LinkedIn in like two years. And I was like, well, <laughs> then there you go. Right. So showing up and, and doing that is so easy, but so overcomplicated. So um, some final thoughts from you. I think we talked about this in LA. And, and for those of you guys who are not familiar with SocialCon, um, Ed and I both got to speak at this event um, just two weeks ago, but um, it's a, a brand new thing. Tristan Ahumada and Jeff Fitzer, who run Lab Code Agents, put this together. And um, I'm really fortunate to have been included in that. Um, Ed had had didn't even need to be asked. It was like this. This is absolutely happening. Like Ed has to be on the stage. But um, I feel fortunate to be uh, given that that opportunity or place next to him. But um, if you are like if social media is kind of at the top of your mind and you're like, well, why? why would I do this? Like, what are people telling us? You know, what should I know? What's a litmus test of what's coming on social media? Uh, social con is definitely an opportunity for you guys to get dialed into that. And you guys can go, um, I think you can still buy the recordings of, of what Ed and I spoke about it and listen to the panels, but um, definitely something to think about. So that's my question to you though, Ed, because I think people would be curious to hear your take on it. Um, but based off of what we're seeing right now with social uh, specifically Instagram and, and what's coming on this platform, what do you feel like people need to stop worrying about and start worrying more about on both ends? <clears throat> people, people need to stop worrying about what others think of their posts. I would say people are very hesitant with clicking the post button because I don't know how others will perceive me if I do this. I don't know if I'm ready to post it. I don't think my clients need to see this. My family could see this, but not my clients. No, I think that's causing too much over, over analysis. And that that's of course going to paralyze you, right? Over analysis causes paralysis. If you haven't heard that, get it in your head. Every time you overanalyze something, um, just pull the trigger, do it and really start to, understand that you do not need to be on all of the social media platforms. Totally fine if you stick to just Instagram. Totally fine if you stick to just YouTube or Snapchat or whatever your platform is, stick to that. 
There's no reason for you to need to be on all of them. It's better if you are, definitely, no doubt. Uh, the way I look at it is just like you look at a big franchise. Let's call it Starbucks. Starbucks is everywhere. You'll see them on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I don't even know what else there is. Twitch, you'll see them on YouTube, all the platforms. You type in Starbucks, they're there. But if you're a personal brand, if LinkedIn is your thing, right? We met a girl over at uh, Los Angeles, right? Uh, Raquel, she's all over um, uh, LinkedIn. That's her thing. And she's doing really, really well on there. There's no reason for her to need to now shape her focus and really start growing her YouTube. If she wants to, different story, but there's no need to. And we were just talking about it at SocialCon, as a matter of fact. People overthinking that they need to be on every platform. Oh, a new one just came out. Ah, oh, my God, I have to now learn a new platform? Jesus Christ, I don't have time. It's okay. Just stick to one. Stick to one. Grow that one. If you want to take on another one, fine. Do so. I'm doing the same thing with YouTube right now. I'm doing Instagram and YouTube. Let me see how that grows. TikTok. I have TikTok growing in the background, too. So, yeah, don't overthink your content that you post. It's okay. Post it. The next one will be better. All right. I'll, let me let me touch on this segment for a second. Content is so significant and insignificant at the very same time, meaning that if you post, it is significant in the moment. People will get their value. They'll consume it. They'll digest it. And then they'll scroll away and then they'll move on to the next one. Right. What else can I turn on my high for today? Oh, there's a funny video. Oh, this is a funny one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, this is valuable. Your content just went from significant to insignificant in a matter of seconds. It's very hard for content to be created and keep it, keep the significance lasting, evergreen. Super hard to do that unless it's educational, unless it's entertaining, unless there's something that that consumer can get out of it and then share it to someone else. Mm -hmm. So make sure you realize this formula right here. Because people will post, they'll put a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy, right? A lot of equipment put on one piece of content and then they'll create it, they'll post it and then it disappears mm -hmm. most likely. So you've got to know that you've got to keep creating because this is going to keep happening. It becomes significant, insignificant, gone, significant, insignificant, gone. So you got to keep posting, posting, posting to keep that brand alive, honestly. So I know I just rambled, but like things that I, I want that. people to hear. So <laughs> that's my you thought. You can ramble all day with me, Ed. I'm just going to sit here and listen because it's so good. Um, <laughs> But I, one one of the pieces to that too that I, I think people need to hear, I, I heard two big things from you. One, we don't need to be everywhere, right? And and I certainly second that and preach that. Um, and I'm a perfect example of that. Like my entire brand is Instagram. Like I wholeheartedly believe in this platform. I believe it has transcended every societal, economical, real estate, mortgage, climate ever, <laughs> pretty much since its inception. Um, it's always caught up, right? So whatever else happens, it's always been able to catch up. Um, and I just don't see it going anywhere. So I think that's one thing, right? Um, but I think a lot of people feel the need to be everywhere because they think if they're not, they're going to fall behind. And I believe that you will fall behind faster if you try to be everywhere instead of being really good at what you are the most confident in being really good at. Right. For me, Instagram is where I'm the most confident. If you told me tomorrow, Michelle, like you're going to go out of business if you don't start a TikTok, like, okay, I'm going to start a TikTok, but it's not going to be my sole focus be because it's not me. Right. It's not my personality. I'm not a dancer. I'm not going to go out there and like lip sync to lyrics. Like, that's just not me. 
right? But the reality mm-hmm. is, is like people feel like they have to be, they feel paralyzed by the fact that my business is going to fail if I don't. And I mean, you're talking, you or in this case, people are listening to me, right? And I'm a, a perfect example of how you don't have to be everywhere to be successful. Um, Ed, obviously you've crushed the Instagram game and and I know you as the Instagram guy. I don't follow you on TikTok. I don't see you on LinkedIn. Like that's not where I consume Ed. I consume Ed on Instagram. And so to me, as a yeah. person that is of interest to you, like knowing that Instagram is your jam makes me more attracted to you to spend time consuming your content there because that's where I want to, right? So I think people need to get rid of this notion of I have to be everywhere in order to be in business because you don't. And then second thing I heard you say was we we spend so much time on content and producing these like overly, uh, I guess I'm going to use the word produce, but it's like a production, right? People spend so much money on video content, for example. Um, I mean, I met a lady who was debating whether or not she should buy my course or um, hire a videographer to record and edit three videos a month for the same price. I was mind blown right? I'm like, you're paying $3,000 to have three videos edited per month. Are you kidding me? Right? Like what a waste. And and I'm not saying that the videographer isn't probably great at what he does or what she does. But the reality is, is that is not where you should be spending your money. Because what Ed just said, guys, is that the the moment you post it, it goes from from significant to insignificant as fast as you posted it, right? Um, Yes, there's the occasional post that goes crazy viral and all of a sudden it's like going, 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 going for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And yeah, that that's awesome. But the reality is we need to focus on multitude of content, not overproduced individual pieces of content. That's what I heard you say. That's it. I love it. I love it. It truly comes down to quantity over quality in this case. Very rare to say that, but it's true quantity on the social media world because we are in such a battle for attention that if you're not pumping out content daily, you are falling behind and letting your competition take over. And then they are the ones that are winning the views, the engagement, the exposure, the brand awareness, the business potentially, your followers. Your followers are waiting for you to post and you're not. Time is ticking and they're going to go elsewhere. As simple as that. So you've got to be up to par with everyone else and be better than them. So, yeah, you guys heard it here first, uh, quantity over overproduced quality. Right. So (laughs) you heard it here first. I can't believe both Ed and I just said that, but there we go. We did. Um, (laughs) We'll leave you guys with that. Um, Don't go send Ed or I a DM message yelling at us for your overly produced videos like they're fine, guys, but just stop spending so much money on them is all I got to say. Um, but Ed, I do want to be a really good steward of your time and, and I know you're a busy guy and, and I want to be honorable of that, but how do people connect to you? How can we find you? And then one of my favorite things to always ask is what's coming up for you next so that somebody can get dialed into what you're doing. Cool. So right now, um, find me on Ed Stulak everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. It's just my name, E-D-S-T-U-L-A-K. And what am I doing next? I'm heading down to Philadelphia, May 11th, May 12th, heading to Washington, D.C., May 24th, I have an event. So May is packed with some uh, speaking engagements. I'm excited for that. 
I'm writing a book. I am two years into it now. I am overthinking it. So I'm going to go ahead and play this podcast for myself so I can stop overthinking and play and just start doing. So I have a book that I'm coming up with. I'm excited to throw that one out there. It's going to be social media for real estate professionals. And oh, good. yeah, yeah, that's what I got coming up. You're you're amazing. Thank you for all your time and, and for your friendship. I, I feel excited to to have a, an actual in-person friendship with you now that we can continue via social. That's the beautiful side of, of what this all is. So um, it's amazing to, to have known you prior to meeting you in real life. And now that I, I know you in real life, it's, it makes the relationship even more special to me. So um, for those of you guys who are not connected to Ed, he is hilarious and he always responds to his own DMs, which I'm, I think is very refreshing. Um, so go consume him and go follow him. Um, but Ed, thanks again for being here with us. And guys, that is another episode of the coffee and questions podcast. If you love what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you loved everything that Ed said and you want more of Ed, let me know and I will bring Ed back on. Um, but for real reviews are everything. So thank you guys for that. Um, and we will see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.